It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. The Commonwealth is making more land tax-exempt, but while good for some, it's having a largely negative impact on the state's rural communities, and it could cause a ripple effect as state agencies continue to acquire real estate for the forest, park, and game land systems. So what can be done to help these areas, especially when it comes to helping rural governments pay their debts? I'm joined now by Potter County Commissioner Paul Heimel. Paul Heimel, welcome to Essential Pittsburgh. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And you can join the conversation by calling 412-246-2002. That's 412-246-2002. Email is ESSPGH at WESA.FM and on Twitter at ESSPGH. Again, the number 412-246-2002. Paul Heimel, why is the state acquiring so much land? Let's explain this whole land grab situation to begin with, why the state is acquiring so much land for the forest, park, and game land system. Well, there are a lot of reasons, uh, many of which are are pretty legitimate um, in terms of trying to expand um, wildlife habitat, uh, key recreation area, key uh, areas of environmental concern, trying to prevent encroachment from uh, development, and also for uh, management strategies or having a larger volume of uh, acreage in, in one particular area um, allows for some, some more professional uh, management for both recreational and, and for the environmental and, and wildlife benefits. So that's that's part of that is the good part, uh, the fact that you're not letting the land be encroached upon, for example, in the way that a lot of uh, land in the Midwest uh, – Nebraska, South Dakota, for example, has been gobbled up by moguls like Ted Turner. Um, you wouldn't necessarily want one rich guy controlling all of your land, would you? No, and uh, there's uh, a whole lot of benefits to uh, having property under state ownership. I'm sure we're going to get to the other side of that eventually, right, but right. there are some benefits, particularly the recreation and the hunting and fishing and hiking and um, you know, we have dark skies in this northern part of Pennsylvania where uh, I reside. And astronomers from around the world are coming here because it is an undeveloped area. And it's, you know, this is Pennsylvania, William Penn. It's, there's, a, there's a rich tradition of Pennsylvania uh, having these types of areas available. So there is, as you mentioned, the downside. What are the problems that this is causing? Well, it's economic. And, um, uh, we, we are labeled with the Pennsylvania State Land Tax Fairness Coalition. A lot of words, but <laughs> you have to squeeze them all in there. Sure. Um, we are sometimes labeled as, as being an organization that's opposed to state ownership of land. That's not where we're coming from. The issue and the sole reason for our existence is that we believe that by locking up so much property, uh, millions of acres statewide, and thus removing that property from the tax rolls because all state land is tax-exempt, the effect of continuing acquisitions of property has been to gut the tax bases in many, many rural parts of the state. Some, as much as uh, more than half of their total real estate, is tax-exempt because of state ownership. So have you reached out to state lawmakers in an attempt to stop some of this problem-causing uh, acquisition? Well, not on the issue of acquiring. 
um, but on the issue of compensation. Um, currently, the state pays, in lieu of taxes, they call it the PILT or the PILOT, payment in lieu of taxes, a whopping sum of $1.20 per acre to the taxing bodies in lieu of taxes. In other words, the state knew decades ago, recognized what this could do to rural school districts, local governments, and county governments. And so they implemented the pilot or PILT program payment in lieu of taxes, but it has ratcheted up very slowly, and it is still a paltry $1.20 per acre. Where that real estate in the regular real estate market under private ownership, you know, it would yield you know, multiple times that amount in real estate taxes. So with the state owning so much, the private property owners in these areas must shoulder too heavy of a burden to subsidize that state ownership. That's our issue in a nutshell, despite <laughs> many distortions that we've been given about being obstructionist on state acquiring land and, and other issues. We have a sole focus which is to draw public attention to and ultimately persuade the legislature and the governor to increase the payment in lieu of taxes. It's a simple solution to this problem. So you're saying you don't have a problem with what the state is doing. You're just saying compensate rural counties fairly for, uh, for gutting the tax base. That's basically correct. We're neutral on the issue. I have posed the question in, a, in a editorials that, circulated around the state, sure. how much is enough? And it is a separate issue. How much state ownership is enough? I'm going to guess it's not 100% of Pennsylvania should be owned by the state. And I'm guessing it's probably not 0%. Do we ever reckon with how much state ownership is enough? When have we gotten where we need to be that the state does not need to keep acquiring property? Or if it does acquire property, are there orphaned lots and properties, and there are, across the state that perhaps should be put up for sale and put into the private hands so that these larger areas that could be professionally managed for all kinds of worthy purposes could be larger. So w- what kind of reaction, when you mention this, uh, when you talk about the question of how much of how much land in the Commonwealth should the state own, what kind of feedback do you get? Have you talked to the governor's office or the governor or legislators? What are they saying? We've met with uh, approximately 60 members um, of the House and the Senate um, face-to-face at their desks at the Capitol to explain the issue. We are emphasizing the payment in lieu of taxes issue. We figure we only have a couple of minutes with with each of these uh, influential lawmakers, so we are pushing our particular uh, cause, which is to increase the payment in lieu of taxes. Right. Okay. And and I get that. But what what are you getting in terms of feedback from state officials, from state legislators, when you pose the question, Paul, uh, which is a very good one? Uh, how much how much should the state own? You know, has anybody stopped and had that kind of uh, hmm or aha moment where they say that's a, it's a great question and we're not sure, or maybe they have an answer. Maybe they maybe they think the state should own as much as they own, if not more, or Maybe there are those who feel that it should be scaled back. What are you hearing? Well, we haven't really posed that question in our face-to-face meetings. What we have received in our face-to-face meetings, as we show our maps and our charts and show one county that only has 18% of its total real estate um, taxed at its full market value to run the school districts, the local governments, and the counties, 18%. What we do get is those aha moments. Like, are you kidding me? Hmm. Show them a map, and it's full of blue and green, and the little white clouds on there, sir or madam, 
That's the private property that's taxed at its full value. That's our tax base. At the same time that the state is throwing mandates on counties and, as everyone knows, school districts and even local governments, basically take care of responsibilities that, that are the state's and not providing enough funding to do it. So we're getting the squeeze both ways. We don't have the tax base, and we because of largely because of the gutting, and we also have uh, rising mandates. And what do we get in terms of state funding for many programs that we're required to provide? We get cuts. When costs are rising, we get cuts. It's just not fair. And you would not believe the high proportion of lawmakers that say you're right. What we want them to do is take action to rectify it. It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. My guest is Potter County Commissioner Paul Heimel, and we are talking about the largely negative impact on the state's rural communities of so much land in the Commonwealth being tax-exempt. It is making it very hard for rural communities, rural governments, to pay their debts. If you live in a rural community and you have a comment or question, we welcome it at 412-246-2002. That's 412 412- Two four six two zero zero two. Paul, you live in Potter County, which has one of the lowest median incomes in the state, according to uh, the recent editorial that you wrote in the Post Gazette. How is this impacting the Commonwealth's rural counties? When you talk about the tax base being gutted or these communities being gutted, what kind of dire financial straits has this put these rural counties in? Well, first of all, county governments, which have these mandates that keep crying from the state, particularly in human services programs, we're not even permitted by law to impose an income tax. But frankly, on a low population, we have twice as many deer as people in Potter County, and I'm not exaggerating. You put an income tax on you know, 17,000 residents, which might be 8,000 wage earners, um, it's going to have a, a small return on, say, a 1% wage tax, particularly, as you mentioned, when the per capita income is so low. So don't throw me this jazz about, well, you need to impose an income tax. Well, first, we can't. Second of all, it wouldn't yield much money. Then we hear another solution. Well, we need to get the state to approve a sales tax. Let the counties and the local governments put a sales tax on. I mean, come on. How many businesses do we have up here? We don't have the commerce where a sales tax would generate revenue. Answer is plain and simple to help the rural areas. Raise that payment in lieu of taxes. Like most lawmakers face-to-face say, you're right, we need to do this. Well, do it. There's currently a bill in the state house uh, you would like the lawmakers to approve as part of the negotiations in the next state budget. Explain exactly how this uh, this piece of legislation works. Well, what, there's one in the, um, one of the House committees that would double the payment in lieu of taxes. So instead of a $1.20 acre, we you'd get a whopping $2.40 an acre in lieu of taxes. The, uh, candidly, the political process right now is to get that 2016-17 uh, budget approved and get the tax code approved that would, uh, of course, go with that document. And we have some lawmakers during that process who are ready to help us and to introduce this payment in lieu of taxes issue during that process. What we need is the leaders of the Republican and Democratic parties to both recognize this injustice, which they do between us, and to do something about it in that process. This is the time, and that that budget is obviously heading into the hot and heavy period of negotiations. Put this on the table. This is a $14 million issue. Sounds like a big sum to some of us, but not in a $32 billion state budget. And where would that $14 million come from? 
Here's a real easy source. It would come from the very land that is locked up right now, exempt from taxes, gutting our tax base, because the state is generating millions of dollars in revenue from timber sales. The state is generating millions of dollars in revenue from oil and gas leasing on this land. So the state has turned this property into a moneymaker, not just a reserve for wildlife and recreation and environmental uh, protection. There's where the revenue would come from, just a small fraction of the money that's actually being generated from this property. Are there any other plans that you feel the state could implement to help rural areas of the Commonwealth? Well, I think the tax reform issue is something that Essential Pittsburgh and Essential Potter County <laughs> both have in common. I'm well aware of your situation with tax exempts in that part of the state with educational institutions and health care and churches and other exempts. The state has run for decades, really, from real reform of tax exemptions. So this kind of is in that same argument. But as I said, our coalition exists for that sole purpose. Those other issues are important. They're more important to some, less important to others, but they are also important. So we are going to stay on our issue. We think it's a no-brainer. We just want the political machinery to work, to do what's right. Forget the urban-rural split. Forget the Democratic and Republican split, because this is bipartisan, those who we speak to and say, yeah, we should do that. So we think uh, this issue itself, that should fly right through there. We told them where they can get the money. It's not a big-ticket item, and it would, most importantly, help those areas like Potter County, where we're economically depressed. It would help those areas that need to help the most. We've been talking with Potter County Commissioner Paul Heimel about the impact of the tax-exempt land throughout the Commonwealth, the impact that's having on the state's rural communities. And he, as you just heard, is proposing uh, some solutions to address that, that he's hoping some legislators will, or the legislature, will implement uh, before the uh, fiscal year ends. Paul Heimel, thank you so much for being with us on Essential Pittsburgh. We appreciate it. We appreciate the exposure to our issue. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Coming up, a conversation with former USC defensive end Bob DeMars about his film, The Business of Amateurs, which chronicles the experience of college athletes and their complicated relationship with the NCAA. It's Essential Pittsburgh on 90.5 WESA.